But then again, who asked me? Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast. Per usual, I am Zell and mm, let's get this started because I have so, so, so much to say this week. Um, I'm not holding back, okay? We are going to talk about race. Uh, if you don't want to talk about it, if you don't want to hear about it, then I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's turn this episode off. Um, and I really, truly mean that because I, I'm tired. I'm very tired from you know, being a black woman myself and dealing with it every day. I have so much (laughs) going on currently um, myself. And then to turn on my TV and watch it play out in the same way that it's playing out in my life. It's rough. It's really rough. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. So first things first, uh, I continue to say that I don't care about Vanderpump rules, but then I continue to talk about it. (laughs) We'll just have to see. We really will have to see. It is up in the air how I'm going to, you know, I'm either gonna love it or hate it. I don't, again, I cannot stress how much I don't have high hopes for it. But we got um, some of the potential new cast members. Now, Bravo has confirmed nothing of these people, I don't think. Um, It was more just the internet doing its digging. And I think people... Um, who probably live in LA, seeing them out, seeing them film. Um, so we have two black women from what I see. And to be honest, like again, if this, if we're just going to see another season of a Bravo show being quote unquote integrated, and then the black women being extremely disrespected, I, I don't know if I can take it. Um, I might just lose my mind. It might be enough to drive me over the edge and, you know, write Bravo because I'm tired. I'm really tired. But we will see how, um, you know, this goes. I still am not, have not forgiven Andy Cohen for saying that Stassi and Kristen probably should have stayed. It's just, mm not sitting right within my soul. Um, And I really hope Lauren from Utah leaves her cultural appropriation at home when dealing with these women. But who knows, maybe they'll be friends. I can't, can't speak for all black women, I guess. But uh, besides that, um, so last week was Memorial Day. And I thought that we would see Summer House starting to film again. But it doesn't seem to be that way. It looks like well no I guess they can't show no because Paige was in South Carolina with um Craig apparently it feels like they didn't film and I'm so confused like when are we gonna start I thought that Kyle and Amanda were getting married in June but then um I saw something that said they pushed it back to September I don't know but I'm gonna need them to start filming soon and then I also saw that um Sierra was in New York, but then she is back in Atlanta. And I'm wondering how that's going to work if she's going to be in the house next summer. I she going to fly back to Atlanta every week? That seems kind of like a lot. But who knows? We will see how that um, ends up. And you know what? Lastly, the last thing I have, and I only have a little bit of mental energy left for Miss Portia. Portia told us when no one asked. I really wish she could have kept this to herself because I was like, 
just what the fuck what the fuck she has simon's middle name tattooed on her the back of her neck why 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 did we need to do that i can make a 40 million dollar excuse for a lot of fucking things but fucking tattoo portia a tattoo of a middle name you know what whatever the hair can be worn down even though i love portia with an uh you know, pixie cut, but what, whatever. I, I don't have it. And then of course, today, Fallon released a teaser. And by the time this episode comes out, I think the um video will have been posted. So if it is, then I will recap it at the end of this episode. But she's sitting down to tell her truth about the whole situation. And I'm guys, I'm tired. I can't do I can't take too much more Portia Fallon Simon. It's so much. And the suspense is killing me. Like, I don't, I I have no clue anymore. I really have no clue. And then, of course, Simon responded and said, you know, she's cheated on me. She's pregnant with another man's baby. I don't know. Maybe she's going to let us, she'll tell us. But I just, I really hope Portia doesn't react on the internet. Because this is a lot. But that's all I have for, you know, our little topics before the recaps this week. Like I said, if that um, interview with Fallon comes out or after I've sat down to finish recording this, then yes, it will absolutely be at the end of this episode. But I guess you just have to stay to the end to see. All right, let's get into some Roni because y'all know the internet was buzzing. I have a lot to say, as I've said. So let's just start saying it. So just as I was finishing recording the last segment and getting ready to start recording Roni and talk about the race issues that were brought to our television screens this week Kenya Moore just can't help herself and she responds to Luann um saying on Twitter saying just because you're more educated doesn't mean you're more intelligent with you know a little silent nod and validation to Luann and then also says about Garcelle and she she said these things the other day but it, they just people just really discovered them I guess I don't fucking know because there's they're time stamped but um in regards to Garcelle and Kyle and their conversation says why does Garcelle need to pull out the black card here it's unnecessary you know x y and z and it's just it's baffling to me it, I have never you know, been at a loss to why Kenya got her ass snatched up by Portia. I always understood. But this is just even more so. That woman says, lets the nastiest fucking things come out of her mouth. So first of all, first of all, Garcelle is not pulling a black card. She is speaking to her experience as a black woman, as a black woman on a cast with all white women. And how the accusation of not paying a charity made her feel because of the stereotype that black people don't pay their bills. And you know what? If Kenya wants to sit here and say that she's never felt that stereotype and it's never been pointed at her, that is her experience. And I cannot, you know, argue that or anything. But Garcelle is telling us that it that it was, okay? Um, again, that is a largely known stereotype that we are all aware of. And... I just 
don't get what Kenya gains from trying to disregard Garcelle's feelings and also validating all of the fucking ignorant white people that have been online in well just ignorant people period um that have been online saying that Garcelle is pulling the race card okay she's not fucking pulling a race card there's no fucking race card to pull here and that is exactly those comments that Kenya made are exactly why when someone is feeling discriminated against or things of that nature that they don't they think twice about speaking up because they're like oh I'm gonna be seen as pulling the the black card the race card things like that she just does not fucking think before she talks tweets anything okay and as far as Ebony is concerned what I don't understand why Kenny can't come stay on her franchise again I state Kenya is on a, or maybe I didn't state this. I've had to record this a couple of times because I'm so fucking angry. And yes, uh, I've just, I'm dealing with some things regarding race in my professional life right now. So it's so exhausting. But Kenya is on a cast of all black women. Ebony and Garcelle are on casts of all white women. Their experiences on Real Housewives are not the fucking same. And then also, it is not lost upon me that Kenya just got off of a trip with these white women. So she's drinking the fucking water. She's really like, you really, really fucking think that you are. I don't even, I actually, I can't say that. I don't know what Kenya thinks she is. But it is clear that the phrase all skin folk ain't kin folk is coming to fruition here with kin all right i am so exhausted i really am however actually no we're just we're gonna end it there for right now um and by the time you guys talk to me again i will probably have calmed down and be in a better headspace to talk about roni so before i um dive into the recap of roni I just want to, I'm not going to apologize because it's really, it's nothing to be sorry. I'm human. I have feelings and these are my experiences um, as a black woman. But I just want to say that I am going through some things professionally right now um, along the same lines of Ebony um, in that conversation. And this episode was like extremely triggering for me to watch. Um, I watched it twice. And it, my heart breaks every time because I've lived it. And I've lived it in the past and I've lived it very recently, like the other day. So it's not going to be a light, fun, funny episode because to be very, very honest, I can't find anything funny about that conversation. Um, I found myself this week when I was talking about my experience and what I have going on in my life, like using like, kind of a trauma the trauma reaction of um jokes and you know comedy and it's I had to like stop myself because like I would literally be laughing and then break out bawling because that's how mentally taxing it is to be in those situations as a black person as the only person that looks like you similarly um around so Again, and like I just talked about with Kenya, not all skin folk are kin folk. Um, and it, it just adds to the mental um, strain of everything, especially when you do have somebody that, you know, you feel like you should be able to relate to. 
um, just completely discredit your emotions and your experiences. Um, so we're going to get into this, Roni. I encourage everybody to listen, um, you know, and open your eyes if you find yourself in this situation because no one's perfect. Um, but the listening and learning, like I always say, the listening and learning that everybody said they were doing last year, it needs to happen. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of preface the Roni recap with that. Um, and we can get into it. So this week on Roni, the ladies draw dicks. They talk about dicks. They talk about not wanting to talk about dicks. Then Leah cries on Miss Ebony's Burberry and then leaves her at a table to be attacked by a group of white women. Minus Sonia Morgan. So, yeah. You know, there's no question that there is a problem. This was an extremely problematic episode. Um, Before I get into all of that, I'm going to touch on the topic of the Leah versus Ramona, the sex positivity versus whatever the fuck it is for Ramona. Listen, I don't care whether or not Leah wants to talk about dicks and pussy and X, Y, Z. And I also don't care if Ramona doesn't want to hear about it. I want to know why these two grown ass women can't seem to come to a common ground and mutual respect for each other okay these two grown-ass white women also because that this is important in this episode as i stated in last episode leah is vulgar i am i tend to be on the more vulgar side all right I have had people tell me like Giselle I'm just really really not comfortable when you say xyz I'm okay I've got you you know what I mean and I'm not about to sit here and say well I saw you make out with so-and-so I saw you do this I I got it you don't want to hear me talk about it I'm gonna lower my voice turn around to somebody who does want to talk about it and that'll be that all right, I'm not saying I'm going to stop talking about it, but for the love of God, these women cannot, and I know Leah's going through shit with her grandma, but so is Ebony. And at the same time, I've seen all of these women go through stuff for the last 13 years and have more sympathy for one another than they have given Ebony, they like ever, okay? Um, one thing I do want to bring up before I get into the race issues of it all is Leah said, and y'all know how I feel about Leah McSweeney, Through her argument with Ramona, she turned to that woman and said, don't stop comparing me to your daughter, X, Y, Z. Your daughter's probably been sucking dick since she was 14. And I said this on my stories earlier in the week, but there would not have been enough strength, production, security in the world to keep me from clearing the people in between me and her and popping that woman in her fucking face. I know that she is on a fucking cast full of fucking ridiculously privileged, insensitive, entitled white women. And she's on that cast for a reason because she fits that fucking trope. She's just a little bit younger. Let me calm down because I don't want somebody to hear this and say that I'm angry just like Ebony. But for real, for really real, that was so crossing the line of it, 
uh, Leah to say. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Leah's daughter is around that age. Don't, I understand that Avery is uh, an adult now and I don't care for Avery. I don't care for Ramona, but let's keep it funky. You didn't have to say that at all. And if somebody would have said that to Leah about her daughter, she would have been raising hell on the fucking internet this week. She just would have been. That grown, spoiled ass brat would have been raising hell. There was no need to say that. I am 29 years old. No one better reference me sucking dick to my mother, but especially not when I was a teenager. But just like Teresa Judice, y'all just be letting that little girl get away with anything. So, all right. I am going to preface this conversation around the dinner table that led to Ebony being removed from um, Ramona's house or asked to leave um, with this. I know I didn't have a podcast back then, but back when the election was happening in the debates, um, Vice President Harris was debating Pence and he kept interrupting her and she said, I'm speaking. And there was nothing but applause and congratulations and yes, absolutely, she is speaking. And she was speaking. And I commend her for that and standing up for it and that. But in that moment, um, across, you know, social media and everything, when I saw all of these people, white women, you know, just w- w- people in general, but especially white women, I'm just going to say it, saying, absolutely, I too have been speaking. And they took that moment to explain their experience when they were being overtalked by a man. I could not help but think about all of the times and some of the fucking white women that I saw congratulating her had been interrupting me for a long fucking time all right live in it that's all I'm saying and it's hard to do that because in Luann's mind especially Luann because we know that she's like she across the board she's a quote-unquote liberal democrat like x y and z she thinks that she's not racist or she wasn't racially racially insensitive towards Ebony because, well, I voted for Biden and I was empowered when Vice President Harris said, uh, I am speaking because I too have been in that moment. But when you're in the fucking moment with a black woman, what do you do? You fucking speak over her. Like you really do. It was egregious, egregious to me. And I know, I like, I don't even mean to chuckle because like I just said before, um, in my preface to this, I've been going through things professionally where I've been just like laugh crying because at this point it's hilarious, but not. <laughs> Sometimes I just break out into laughter because I'm so sad. But it's just like, you really don't get it. And I'm not sure if it's because you don't want to, like you genuinely, Luann does, doesn't want to, or if it's, you know, the blinders could be a little bit of both you know but my heart breaks for ebony in that moment all around i've been her a million times over and over i was just her earlier um this week in a situation and it it doesn't matter how 
calm you talk, how you lower your voice, you you know, you make sure you have the correct demeanor, X, Y, and Z. When you are the only person who looks like you in the room, surrounded by everyone else, and people who don't have your back at that, it it just takes a toll on your mental health. So Ebony told us that she is taking, you know, the next two weeks off of social media and you know based on fucking what Kenya Moore got on and said I I feel her I I understood as soon as she said it even though I hadn't seen the episode yet but seeing the uproar and seeing the feedback and the disgusting things people are saying I absolutely understand why she's taking a break um because the episode we just saw and then the episode coming up are really taxing for her and if I am honestly trying to mentally prepare myself for the next episode um, because just from the previews I saw and things I've seen, it looks like she's been crying and I understand that because in the moment, it's, it's crazy to me because like I said, I just dealt with this earlier this week. In the moment, I'm like, you were, me personally, and it seemed with Ebony as well, you know, you're standing your ground, you're talking, you have your points and you know that you're right and you're correct in your feelings and standing your ground. But after the come down, after those types of incidences, um, racially insensitive incidences with white people, when you get to be alone in the come down off of that, the breakdown that happens um, or even when you're with just somebody that you are close to and you feel comfortable around, it is absolutely shattering because, again, I cannot stress enough, Ebony is the only black woman on a cast full of white women, on a cast full of white women that have only been around other white women in regards to this show. So... Her experience is one that is different. You know, Luann, Ramona, all of them are like, well, we've been doing this and we've, you know, it's fine. You know, this, things like this happen. This happens this time because we've been doing it, but you are white women that have been doing it. You're not Ebony. You're not a black woman. You're not a woman of color that has been doing it. It's, it's heartbreaking for me to see. I cannot stress that enough. And it looks like Luann is going to ask for an apology next week as well. And I just, I really don't know if I have it in me because that woman has been radio silent, radio fucking silent. You know, maybe they're, and see, I'm even giving her, I'm giving her Luann more of a benefit of a doubt than she gave she's ever given anybody in her life by saying maybe next week we're gonna see something to where she's gonna flip a turn but I don't fucking know right now at this very moment I am team fuck Luann Deliceps till I die somebody put it on a shirt for me personally because I'm tired but the other thing that I want to touch on from this is also an experience that I've been in why are we in this argument at the table at this lunch table right now it started because Ramona and Leah Ebony was taking up for her friend Leah and in taking up for her friend Leah where the fuck did Leah go she got in an uber and went home she said fuck y'all y'all hoes I'm out Without even regard, I'm, you know what, I can't, I'm not in Leah's mind and I'm really not trying to 
go there, but it seems without even regard of, oh shit, Ebony was back there and piping up for me. Let me make sure she's good. And that's something that's lost upon people as well, because I too have been in arguments that have completely started with my white friends. I didn't necessarily have anything to do with it, but I'm like, yo, that's my girl. Like I'm going to, at least for me, when I was started piping in, they stood right next to me. And then when shit took a turn for the racism, they were like, oh, you need to cut it out. Leah was nowhere to be found. Why? Because you're fucking mad that Ramona don't want to hear about you talk about dicks. It is baffling to me that we got in this conversation. This conversation started over dicks and pussy and whether or not to say it in front of X, Y, and Z and ended with Ebony being thrown out of Luann's house and being fucking discriminated against because that's what that was. And Luann can say all day, oh, I didn't bring in this order in her smug ass voice. I didn't bring your race into it. I'm not going there with you, girlfriend. And that's another thing. I hate when people try and say, oh, I'm not going there with you when you already went there. You don't need to say things directly for me to know exactly what you mean that's why we fucking call them microaggressions all right and Luann I've totally I didn't forget about Luann's blackface but what I did forget about was Luann's daughter on camera saying the fucking n-word and her just saying this matter is being dealt with privately what did you tell your daughter you can't say that did you explain to her why she couldn't say that did you explain to her like the hurtful the terminology and meaning behind all of that? Did you really? Because I don't fucking think you did, Luann. I think if you did, we wouldn't be having these conversations right now with you. I mean, maybe she did because it seems that that's the only type of racism, and I'm using air quotes, that Luann seems to register is the blatant and that's what kills me when people are micro when people are microaggressive and they you know are racially insensitive but then they're like i can't be racist i didn't say black i didn't say the n-word i can't be racist it's exhausting i don't understand when people will get that hey i'm not black or a person of color so maybe when they tell me that something i've said is a trigger for them and show me how over and over again that has been their story I'll just fucking listen when it comes to the education purposes of it all no one said Luann wasn't educated and why Luann is being so triggered about the education of it all is it is because how dare Ebony who is more educated than her it takes longer to be a lawyer Ebony went to college at 16 you know what I was doing at 16 I was fucking grounded because I had three d's all right I didn't say I was more educated than you, Luann, but whatever. It's because Ebony said, I'm more educated than you, than anybody at the table. Actually, anybody at the table is what she said. All right. And then Luann tries to give the runaround and don't tell me I don't have an education. That's not what we said. I just said I have more. And what she hears in her fragile white mind is this black woman 
has the audacity to come into a space that is mine. And I don't mean the space that is just Luann's house because they were at her house. I mean the space of Roni because Luann deems that space is hers as well. How dare she come into my space and actually be more educated? And one, not only tell me on the bus with my friend of 25 years, explain to me my friend of two decades feelings better than I can, but then come here to my house today and be able to tell me exactly how I may not be in the right. That's what, that is what is getting Luann. You know, I don't know if we're going to see an apology or any sorts from her. And to be honest, at this point where I'm at with Luann, even if she does apologize, she could wipe her fucking ass with it. Because she has shown us all throughout the past 13 seasons where she's at. From the beginning of her tagline of, I never feel bad for being privileged. Again, fuck you. She was tweeting up a storm, literally, until the end of that episode. She got on to wish Andy a happy birthday. And I don't know if I've seen anything from her ever since, but I also don't follow her. I was checking for a little bit, but at this point, her fucking new face is pissing me off. All right. Sonia Morgan, I do give you kudos um, in your confessional because you said what needed to be said. I do wish that she would have spoke up a little bit more um, at the table, but I know there was a lot going on. She tried. Um, I just... Where we're going with this, um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I feel like I'm just going to continue to get more tense. Um, I've tried to record this Roni segment um, for the past two days and had to stop and come back to it because that's just how done with this bullshit that I am. Blatant bullshit. The other two things I want to touch on from this episode. Ramona makes a comment at the beginning where she's like, Where, what happened to class? <clears throat> Did Audrey Hepburn walk around and talk about dicks and sex? No, she didn't. And to that, to that I have to say, Ramona, do you know, how do you know that she didn't? Do you know her? Did you know her? Do you know anybody directly related to her or who hung out with her? I don't think you do, because if you did, you would have been telling us that for the past 13 years. I cannot stand when people take historical celebrities that they have idolized in their minds and say they wouldn't do this. You don't know them. You you don't know them. Okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's is a fucking movie. Period. And then lastly... As a former hairdresser and a straight woman who is interested in men, I am tired of hearing Garth being referred to as attractive, an Adonis, anything of that nature. I understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but enough. First and foremost, the hair. I understand that we are in a pandemic when this is being filmed, but any bottled blonde or natural blonde will be able to tell you that purple shampoo is a fucking thing. Why that man's blonde tone is so piss ass yellow is beyond me. And maybe it's just my former hairdressing eye. 
but then the haircut or lack thereof. I don't know because the bottom seems to be cut. I don't know what's going on, but I really hope that's the end of Garth for us. Ramona called again, Ramona called him an Adonis and I'm sick. I'm tired and I'm sick and tired. Okay. These women are absolutely on my shit list. I really hope that Miss Ebony is really taking care of herself. Okay. Because I am not, people are like, these are the conversations that we need to see. You know, these are the uncomfortable X, Y, and Z. At the point that I'm at now, I am not willing to see these uncomfortable conversations. One, because I've seen them 5 million times, but also at the mental health of the people that they directly affect. So i.e. Ebony, Tiffany, Crystal. I'm not, I'm not willing to have them go through this for our entertainment, for everybody else's lesson learning at the toll of their mental health. Okay. I hope Ebony is taking care of herself. I hope, I hope everybody who, every woman person who has been dealing with the bullshit, okay, of Bravo trying to wake up their white cast members is taking care of themselves right now. Because I am fucking fed up. I'm like, I'm almost so fed up that I am at the point and I'm like, will I watch anymore? And trust me, I've been there. I've never been this close because it may be because it hit so close to home. I don't fucking know, but I am done. We will get into Beverly Hills next um, where we are feeling a little bit more lighthearted about them, but still on guard about the bullshit. Alrighty, so we are getting into the Beverly Hills portion of this podcast episode and before I start it I want to reveal two hot takes well one one is a hot take and the other is kind of just an observation and opinion it's not really a hot take um I'm I'm not scared but I'm just gonna say it there is no question without a doubt that the fan favorite already in the first couple episodes of Beverly Hills is Miss Kathy Hilton, okay? And I'm not gonna say that I don't enjoy her, because I, I do. If I had to sit and watch these episodes and wait up for the buildup of Erica and Tom and um, Sutton cry, then I wouldn't be as enjoyed as I, as I am watching Kathy. However, comma furthermore, I do kind of think that it's not a hundred percent her I don't think she's a hundred percent as aloof as we are getting on our screens um if you guys listen to the dumpster dive podcast which you should because I've said it five million times they're hilarious you need to kicks um said as well she doesn't believe that her shtick and I spoke to kicks about it a little bit and I, we agree. It's just, listen, this is my personal thing, my little tidbit about it. I think that Kathy Hilton is just Kathy Hilton. She's like, I can do whatever I want. I'm Kathy fucking Hilton. 
And Kyle is like grasping at straws. She doesn't have an LVP. She doesn't have a Kim. She doesn't have Teddy anymore. She has nothing. So she's kind of exposed, right? And Kyle has really given nothing without all of those other storylines. Kathy is and her are finally cool. She's like, Kathy, come on the show. Kathy's like, I don't give a fuck about that show. I'm probably not about to play by the rules. So that's why she doesn't have a full-time diamond. Um, And I think Kyle was like, okay, you're going to be a friend of and sit down, watch these episodes of this show called Shit's Creek, because I highly doubt Kathy Hilton knows what Shit's Creek is, and think of the mom, Moira Rose, and apply it to a reality TV sense, and that's who you play. I think that, like, I could just see Kyle manufacturing this, and I really was feeling that a little tiny bit in the beginning. However, I'll tell you what validated it for me was lately this, um, video that's been on Instagram and I'm not sure who posted it I think it was one of the husbands either PK or Mauricio um of them in the back of the car and Kyle is explaining the entire situation not Kathy Kathy's just kind of sitting there like okay yeah this is Kyle's thing I'm gonna let her explain it because she needs this she's doogie she needs all the attention and I'm gonna let her have it I'm doing her a favor um and she's like Kathy didn't know who Stan was and I'm like Kathy and I'm just like of course Kathy didn't know who's like what a Stan was she thought it was a real thing it just seems a little manufactured by Kyle to me um Kathy's fine with playing along I'm in her again I'm I'm entertained it is definitely funny but I'm not fully believing that she's just so that out there I am believing the eyesight thing because I too am not well in the eyes. Um, I have had one instance where I'm mistaken. I I didn't know this person, so it really didn't matter. Um, The only, you guys are the only people I'm telling this. But yes, I had one point where I mistook a white person for a black person. And it was just, it was off-putting for me because I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe that, but I have an eye appointment and I'm getting that fixed. (laughs) Um, And I also do believe that she, you know, again, she needs that direction from Kyle because when she was like, oh, I put the whatever in my eyes and not eye drops. And then I think that was when they got back from the train, uh, whatever the fuck that bicycle train thing they were doing. And Kyle's like, Kathy, you went off script. I think that, (laughs) like, that's just what I got from that interaction that, Kathy looks at the camera and she's like, I can't, I don't know. Kyle's getting upset. I don't know. Kyle's like, I can feel her brain unraveling. But anyways, those are just, that's just my one hot take. And then my other opinion is if you um, have ever seen Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, um, Vivianne. Sutton reminds me of Vivianne from that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, you should watch it. It's, I, it, it's just one of my movies that gets me. But Sun reminds me from Vivian. She's like, how dare you kick me? Oh my God, I would never. Um, that's my Southern British accent. I don't know who I was trying to sound like there. But that's just an observation. Uh, okay, so we open up the episode with Sutton telling us that she doesn't see color. And what's so wrong with that? And it's like, Sutton, sweetie, we told told you all last summer and I know that I'm always referencing the listening and the learning but again 
I keep referencing it because that's all y'all kept saying last year and I knew you weren't doing it. She's like, what's wrong with that? We told you. We told you what's wrong with that. It means you're not seeing the person for who the fuck they are and realizing that they have different experiences than you, goddammit. Okay? And you're just not listening to Crystal. I'm glad that these ladies decided to end this conversation and go to bed when they did because I couldn't take it anymore. After Kyle was like, well, that's not how she meant it. Y'all know how I feel about that. Don't don't Kyle would have been better to just stay silent that entire conversation and so they go to bed um throughout the night Kathy gets up and bothers some of the ladies again I don't whether that was real or not I don't know it's just I find it so either she's on a fucking quaalude all the time or something or again it's a manufacturing straight out of the Kyle factory. And I have done a deep dive on that family, like I said. Um, and I know that Big Kath was very calculated and she always had a plan. And I think Kyle might take after her mother that way. I'm saying I know, but I've just it's just what I've read, allegedly, we should say. All right. So the next morning, Sutton goes to talk to Crystal and, you know, about what happened the night before. And to me, watching that they had a a decent talk um but it did kind of seem like Sutton steamrolled Crystal into an apology which is an issue with me like I said when I was talking about New York um Luann when talking about the seeing Luann ask Ebony for an apology in the preview it's one of those things where it's like we are talking about something that is very serious and for you to ask me for an apology about asking you if you're being racially insensitive like it's just it was it felt icky to me okay um so they squash their beef for now (laughs) and then the ladies head on to the bike trail and at this point I have no clue whether Erica is Erica and the producers and editors are trolling us or what because when they're in the car Erica brings up that this is like the area or something where most fugitives live it's called like garden area or something and I'm like girl I am I don't think I've ever heard you talk so much about fugitives you know criminal activity as I have in this season maybe it's the editors who fucking knows all right but when the ladies get to the bike trolley thing listen I'm not gonna lie to y'all I was like why am I watching this when they were on that I don't I wish they would have done that and not showed me mostly because I would never want to get into any type of uh, contraption like that with Kyle Richards that I feel like that woman would give me the most anxiety to be around. I feel like I would be like, please shut the fuck up. Okay. So come on, guy. No, no, no. I don't want to go fast. I don't want to go slow. No, 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 no. I'm like, oh my God. This is supposed to be fun. You knew what we were coming to do. You looked it up. So if you didn't want to come, then you should have stayed home with your sister in the fucking Belvedere. That's where I would have stayed, to be honest. And Garcelle's just in the back like, mm-hmm. I'm going to let them do what they do and sit up there and freak out because... I don't have the time. Um, And when we get back to the house from the bike path, Kathy (laughs) has put 
something in her I cannot hear what she put in her eyes but it was something that was not meant for us she thought she was putting in uh eye drops it wasn't <sighs> so the ladies sit down and um on the balcony and discuss multiple of things including Sutton's two thousand dollar slippers that she says these slippers cost too much they should not be discussed I'm just like, you wore them for them to be discussed. Just like Ramona and Luann saying, don't talk about us. You're on a reality TV show. Please stop. It's not like you wore, you know, house shoes that look like that are plaid. You wore them for us to talk about. Um, And Garcelle, you know, lets us know that she recently had Paris Hilton on The Real. And that back in the day, you know, Garcelle would be at parties and Paris would be there and she would only be on her phone and she would be very annoyed and be like, why are you here? Um, I do think that this was something that was taken out of context. Kathy didn't react to it. And I was kind of like, okay, I I understood that. And I was glad. And then, of course, Kyle was like, I'm glad me and Garcelle made up because I would be really annoyed that she's coming for someone from my family right now. Listen. I'm not going to sit here and negate, you know, they said, oh, Paris was really anxious. Um, That's why she would be on her phone all the time. Uh, Obviously, we all know that that's kind of a coping mechanism for all of us um, nowadays when we're somewhere where we're uncomfortable. I don't think Garcelle was coming for Paris. If I were at a party... What I'm trying to say is I don't think Garcelle and Paris necessarily ran in the same circle. So I feel like, yeah, I would be, if I were Garcelle, I would be like, why are you here if you're just going to sit on your phone? And as we know, when Paris Hilton back in the day, she just, she wanted to be seen. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just uh, on the show. It was something that stuck out for me because I was like, this kind of speaks more volumes and they're making it, but whatever. So, we're going to fast forward to dinner where (laughs) the events of the episode really start taking place. The ladies go and they cannot all sit together because obviously COVID. um, So, they're spread out between like three tables. And listening to these women complain about having to be spread out. Again, a little triggering for me as a restaurant manager. If I... I want y'all to know if we could put all y'all at the same table back then we would have because Lord knows I was tired of hearing it and Lord knows at that point I didn't give a fuck all right I done been cussed out over a piece of cloth over your face so many goddamn times it makes no fucking sense but with them being separated they cannot all hear each other so all of these barriers start taking place and they force the forces the women to text each other which comes into play all right Kathy thinks of a funny joke and it is funny Dorit's in on the joke then from Dorit being in on the joke she texts Erica and Erica let or Lisa either or they become in on the joke but Kathy doesn't know that they're in on the joke if you followed that because I definitely was getting confused during all of this Miss Sutton was ironically out of the joke even though she had multiple instances to be in it she was just too in her head about it and 
listen, I understand. I probably would have been like, what the fuck is going on? And if somebody would have kept asking me if I wanted to chug vodka martinis, I would have been like, no, I would have been just like her. I've been like, no, I do not want that at all. Okay. I think where the disconnect came was it is a 50, 50 thing because for Dorit to so, so obviously be like, check your phone, Erica and shit like that. Yeah, I get it. Somebody could have texted Sutton too. Okay. And said, it's a joke. I do think that now Sutton's reaction to it I was very extreme and to, I'm not gonna lie to you guys until the very 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 fucking end I thought that I was like oh this is gonna come full circle and Sutton's gonna be pranking them like she's mad because when Crystal when they were in the van and talking about it and Crystal kicked her and then whispered in her ear and the subtitle said inaudible I was like okay that they're planning something and this is going to be a whole huge joke. I was like, that's going to be so funny. But then Sutton started crying and was, was like, she kicked me so hard. I, I'm not kidding you guys. I thought that Sutton being this upset was a joke until the episode went off. And I was like, wait, she's mad? Because it's baffling to me that that woman, even at be, after being explained what was going on and that no one was talking about her, or laughing about her, anything, was this upset over this. I don't understand, like, I, I do not understand Sutton. I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm not, I wouldn't have the same approach as Crystal, but I, I think I would be as agitated um, I know it's a, you know, personality thing. I do tend to like, I like jokes. I like fucking around and I kind of just like, oh, like, okay, I wasn't a part of that, whatever. And I know people are different, but like the crying and Crystal and the fact that they all had to sit down and talk about it in Kumbaya, literally, like I said, at the, when they were sitting down on the couch and explaining and she was like, and then they knew, I thought Sutton was going to be like, and now I got your bitch asses. But no. She's, she wasn't, she just, she was not. Um, besides that, I do need to back it up a little bit. Um, at the table, when they were explaining the conversation between Crystal and Sutton from the night before, Dorit um, does something the same as Luanne Deliceps and says, oh, I, I'm so well-traveled. I'm a child of the world. First off, Dorit says, um... I don't really, I would have never heard, I've never heard that people from the South are racist. Dorit, you could have been in Paris, London, Japan, anywhere. We all know that that's, we we all know that that's a thing. Can, did you go to history class? Okay, I'm not saying that it's like, the biggest uh, issue is Sutton trying to make it seem but yes, it's as a black person, I'm not saying that when a white person tells me they're from Mississippi or anywhere in the South, do I necessarily think, oh, you're racist? No. Am I on guard? Yes. And I'm just going to be honest with you all about that. I am. Um, it's not, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not talking to you from, you're from the South. I do instantly kind of put like up a shield 
Um, if I don't know the person, I'm just like on guard about like what might come out of their mouth and things like that. So I can just be prepared. Um, but Dorit, you're from Connecticut. Okay. If you've never heard that, I don't know what to tell you. Just, but again, with the, I'm so well traveled. I'm a child of the world. That doesn't mean that you can't be ignorant. Okay. Look at Logan and Jake Paul. They went overseas and did something extremely, extremely offensive. I don't follow them. So I don't like, I remember the, like uh, hearing about it and what happened, but like they've gone and done that multiple times. There have been many of incidences of Americans in different countries offending people just because you've been out of the country into multiple countries and are quote unquote well traveled doesn't mean that you're necessarily above being any type of racist or anything I don't know what these white women are thinking it's baffling to me but in the preview we got another to be continued um apparently Sutton is really really about to get under uh Crystal's skin and I actually do mean skin because apparently she saw her in her fucking birthday suit so um that might not be one thing I have Crystal's back on because I could probably be at a nude beach at any given time. I love being naked. That's just me. Um, and next week, it looks like we are actually starting to get into the Erica Tom stuff. So we will see how it plays out. <laughs> I don't have high hopes. I f- feel like Bravo is going to be punking us or Erica is or something. But that is all for Beverly Hills this week. We will be back uh, with the last little bit of our show. Alrighty, just a few things to wrap up the end of this episode. So, if you follow me over on the Who Asked Me podcast Instagram page, you have and you watch the stories, you have seen me say this. But when Beverly Hills ended the other night, I was waiting on my fiance to get up and go to dinner, and I was captivated by two women on my TV screen that were so goddamn funny and beautiful and I was like who is who is this why haven't I been watching this and it was family karma um please don't ask me why or what I was doing why I wasn't watching because I don't know I'm kicking myself for it um since then I have started watching it um I'm only two episodes in uh because like I said crazy week uh, I start a new job tomorrow yada yada um so I'm still like I don't know who I whose side they're laying the groundwork of course for you know all the storylines and stuff but I'm like whose side am I gonna be on who's like who am I gonna like who am I not gonna like I'm so excited to start this to go on my family karma journey um I know just from like seeing stuff online because I've stalked pretty much everybody's Instagram at this point from the show um that I think there's a beef between Anish and Monica and I'm kind of like oh whose side am I gonna be on on that I don't know we'll see so if I get caught up to everybody then I will recap it or maybe I'll just you know tell you guys where I'm at on stories um also yes still be looking out for the Bachelorette IGTV recap I'm still trying to kind of hone in on a name you know everything with the Bachelorette is pretty cheesy so I 
I'm like, I kind of want it to be a play on that. But at the same time, we'll just have to see. I'm also still waiting on the tripod and ring light to come in. So I'm going to TikTok on that. Um, But yeah, I am also, I don't want to say I'm excited for The Bachelorette because I'm not um, like jumping up and down. I don't know Katie. So I'm just kind of like interesting. I, I have no clue, like no opinions on her whatsoever. So we'll see. Um, but with that, um, the last thing I just want to say, you know, if you guys are having a week that is mentally taxing, like I have just had, please take care of yourself. Um, if you have somebody to talk to, please, I encourage you to talk to them. Um, you know, shit, life is hard. (laughs) Life is hard. I could not have gotten through it without my friends. Um, and my amazing friends, And I went to our first drag show post-COVID last night. And when I tell you my body is still recovering. So if you are not ignorant, you are an ally. And I mean a real ally. Please get your ass safely to your local drag show with all of your money and pay those queens for their hard work because I know where I personally am in St. Louis it was like 100 degrees and they danced their asses off in full beat face full wardrobe nothing but respect happy pride month do not be ignorant um I will cuss you out (laughs) Uh, but yes most importantly take care of yourselves um And besides that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, follow me on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye.